ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, will be with my co-hosts, the New Master of the South, Tyler Peters, and the Brazilian Destroyer, Vinicius, as we talk all things professional wrestling happening in the professional wrestling world, the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's get right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network, and we are here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. That's right, folks. It is no longer Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio. Joe kicked the bucket on the wrestling podcast world. He left us in charge, and he said, hey, you young guys, go have fun. And we said, okay, well, we're bringing a girl on the show. He's like, what are you, crazy, you mother... And, you know, no, it's, I'm kidding. Joe. He's at the Joe Biden town hall tonight, actually. Okay, go <laughs> Joe, oh, Joe Biden town hall. He, he's got, That's he's, he's got at. a, uh, he's got a box of flies and he's just going to let them yeah. loose. <laughs> he's the, he's the, the fly terrorist. Yes, that's right. That's right. My friends, it is uh, another week of professional wrestling has come and gone and we are going to dissect it for you. But first, before we get there, we have to tell you who everybody is to my left on the screen here. You have Mr. Tyler Peters. He is the new mouth of the South. He is the one of the ring announcers for Coastal Championship Wrestling when they come to Nashville, which they are later this month. Actually, it's, it's like next week. Isn't it's in it? like, yeah, it's in yeah. nine days. Holy shit. Ball. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on! I ain't that bad, man. <laughs> no, that was a pretty good impersonation, actually. Yeah, that's me. That's you. I sound like that. I that's guess, you. man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You, you guys already throwing me off today. It's we're three minutes in and you broke them. What the hell? Yeah, it's, I, it's easy to do. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> below right below tyler in our uh, brady bunch house here we have got the brazilian giant the man the myth the gonna be a legend one day venetius thank you so He's, much he is back with us again as well this week as always and now so we we have decided tyler tyler venetius and i have decided that we're gonna have a, a rotating kind of fourth chair on the show and when we don't have a, a featured guest in, we're going to have one of three or four people that are going to be constantly coming in and, uh, and rotating in and out of the show a little bit. And uh, so as we do that, we have our first one of those rotating guests on the show, one of our, our new family members here. And this is Amy Veronica. She is an amazing homemaker. She has two wonderful kids. And she is, according to Venetius, according to Venetius, the most flawless referee in the game. And she's a pure wrestling historian. She calls it right down the middle. This is Amy Veronica. Welcome, Amy. Hi. Thank you for having me. And the flawless referee thing, if anyone watched a live last week, it's not really that. Uh, Dan was yelling at me quite a bit over commentary. Well, so. he calls it as it is, uh, Amy. I thought you did a great job. I think you are flawless, though. All right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. I, you know. <laughs> Listen, Lanny, Lanny wasn't really paying attention. Okay, he, he was too focused. He was too focused on letting everyone know about his bathroom habits. I mean, I'm just, I'm gonna leave it as it is. I mean, it is it, it's classic. There. Yeah. You know, he hasn't the used toilet paper in 30 years. 30. <laughs> the man's he's never gonna live it down. He's gonna he's gonna go off into into you know the wrestler retirement community, and we're gonna he's you know he's not gonna be around anymore. And I'm still gonna be saying 20 years from now, like remember that time Lanny Potfo told us he hasn't used toilet paper in 30 years because he has a yeah. day. I have a bidet. He, he did well during the coronavirus. He didn't have to leave the house. Yeah, perfect. Oh, that was Jesse Ventura, though. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So, 
Amy, you are a, a referee for CCW down there with, uh, yes, sir. with Big V. And uh, how long have you been reffing? Uh, it's been about, I think, five months now since I joined and started training. Uh, first refereeing, actually, in Nashville, the last show we did um, in July. So, and it's been a learning experience, to say the least. Like, arguing with men who could literally eat me for dinner is uh, quite... It's quite an experience. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And I have Amy, a challenge. You've been, but you've been a, like a, a wrestling fan. You've been part of, you know, the, the lexicon of wrestling for longer than that. I know you, you've been around the business. What made you actually decide, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to become a referee. I'm going to become, you know, because, you, you know, we're, we're going to break the fourth wall here. You also help with a lot of stuff backstage and in, in, mm-hmm. in the uh, facility as well. Like, what made you take that step? Like, why did you want to do it? Like, what's well, wrong with you? What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, I know, right? So yeah, I've been a wrestling fan since I was like eight years old and I always like flirted with the idea of like getting into the business and stuff. Like before college, there was a wrestling school um, where the um, uh, the Samoans over in Orlando, like before that I was like a uh, college wrestling school, college wrestling school, pick college. And then uh, I went choice. to college. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but I went to FSU. So I, I enjoyed the hell out of college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, um, and then, so after college, I moved over to Texas for a little bit. And then I went, I did about a month over at uh, DFW Pro. At the time, it was called VIP Wrestling. And again, I, like, I was half-hearted doing it. Like, the money wasn't there. And I, I just, like, the driving from Arlington to Dallas was too much. And then something just changed when I had my daughter. Um, it just kind of clicked. It's just like, all right, now, like, someone is looking up to me. And I need to just, if I want to do this, go for it, go all in and like start doing it. And then like, as I was getting ready to go all in on it, I got pregnant with my son, but now that like I, I had my son and everything, I'm like, all right, now is the time. And that's why I, right. I, I contacted Big V right here. And then we, and the, the rest is history. That's, that's excellent. Awesome. I, I have a challenge for everyone that's listening. Go and watch a live wrestling. What was that? A live wrestling week four? It's week five now. How crazy! No, 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 no. I'm talking about. Oh one, no, no. Last uh, week, the Jackal and um, God <laughs> and Bugs. And, uh, week two, I believe. Week and, two. Yeah, yeah. Week week two. Yeah. Everybody yeah. go watch week two, and I want you to see if you can if you can tell the moment when Amy had just had enough. I want <laughs> yeah. you to go back and watch it because listen, I mean, we at the end of the day, we want views on this thing, right? Oh uh, so, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So go and watch it and see if you can tell when Amy was just like, nope, I'm done. See yeah, if you can find it. Put it in the comment just, section. Timestamp it. <laughs> I think I just stand up and just shake my head. Like, <laughs> mm. uh, well, I'll tell you what. Match. I'll tell you what, my friends. I, uh, you know, I, I also want to know what is it like. You know, we we we're seeing an influx of of female referees coming mm-hmm. into the business in the yeah. last two three years in particular. Um, yeah, we are. You know, and and. and a lot of times, so like in WWE, we're seeing a lot of times we're seeing women officials being relegated to women's matches. Now we're starting to see that crossover a little bit because AEW has pushed that envelope and WWE is kind of answering that. But I've yeah. got to ask the question. You know, you did say what, you know, like uh, I have these guys that could, they could eat me and I'm, you know, I'm trying to control them. What is it like trying to run the ring? when you have got these, these people that their adrenaline is so high and they're out there just trying to put on the best match they can and, and you're trying to control it and you're trying to pace the action with them. Tell us a little bit about that kind of experience. It's, it's definitely really intense, but like a lot of people don't realize when you're refing, your adrenaline is also up too. 
and you kind of lose yourself in the moment and stuff like that and it when you get into that mindset like all right i'm the authority here like if they're doing anything like messing around and stuff i'm the one who has to put them in line because if i just let them run rampant like it, it's going to be chaos and mm -hmm. so yeah that's sometimes like i have to get into guys faces pull them off if they're not listening to the counts and stuff like that mm -hmm. but it, like it, you get into the moment very so. cool very cool all right you guys uh you guys want to talk a little bit yeah. of what happened this week or do you guys have any other questions or what's yeah that? one one last thing so you know there's this like um you know going to wrestling school because you're there like uh, uh here's the thing with amy she comes in and she rolls she bumps um and from her first roll that i saw her i was like this is bad <laughs> and to now <laughs> and to now i'm like holy holy like uh uh holy crap like you know like uh i think you couldn't even you when you did a roll bump and you got like uh when you you come up on a roll bump you couldn't pop up at all right yeah like for no. like maybe two months or something but then you come and you improve and you improve and you're in a uh i mean there, of course there's there's paula there's tiffany um uh savannah there's a bunch of people there's a, there's a bunch of girls there too but you know, out of the 30 guys, there's four of you. So do you ever, did you ever like when you first started, was that an intimidating process for you? Because I, I want to, as someone who's running the schools, you know, and I know whenever somebody come, someone comes in, I go, Hey, relax. We're here to help you. Don't, but, but, but can you explain like, because I, I can't imagine going in and in from day one now to, to month five, you've improved so much, but ex explain that experience, you know, if you could, because I'm interested too. Yeah. Well, like, obviously at first it was super intimidating because like you, when you have us line up and we're all doing roles and then like the most inexperienced are in the back and you see all these people doing perfect, like that flawless things. You got Bruce Leroy, like doing a kip up without any effort, but like, no hands, as, yeah. yeah. And as you said, like everyone is so welcoming and like, it, it, like, even if you don't do it, like right the first time you're like, you get, you're getting it. You're, you're starting it. You're making that, like you're the climb into getting it right. And everyone's just like, good job. Like it, and it's, it's a very warm and welcoming experience in which believe it or not in all the other wrestling schools that I tried tryouts with and like tried dip my hand in, like it, they didn't have that. It was very like stoic, like no one's, no one's clapping, no one's cheering anybody on. It's just very business-like. So it, it's such a great experience. And that's a one thing I, uh, would tell Tiffany like her first day I was just like everyone's gonna make you feel super welcomed here so don't be intimidated it looks intimidating at first but it, you'll get over that very cool and very one cool. last thing so I remember your first bump and I remember and I watched you bump it was like Sunday or, or something like that mm. uh I mean coming from the guy's perspective I always say it's like two months three months your body and stuff like that but like from a female perspective I've seen girls go a year and they're not like what was the what was the breakthrough like bumping for you? Just one last thing before we can go on. Just what was that breakthrough? Because your bumps look pretty good now. Yeah, just doing it. Like, because the, the one thing I realized is like, if I hesitated or I was too scared to do it, like, it, I'm not I'm gonna hurt myself. Especially the flip bump, like where you're just like. Yeah, you the slip flip. You it. have a great slip flip now, and I, I remember you almost broke your yeah. neck the first time you did. Yeah. It. I, I yeah, literally exactly. remember that. So. And then it it just got to the point where it's just like. You just got to do it and you got to like not hesitate because the head like I, that's why i tell uh some of the new guys who come in i'm just like if you hesitate you're gonna hurt yourself love it. Do it all right that's all i had because i i was wondering about those things and i would you know it's good to ask you you know now so go ahead ted let's talk about uh the the nine hours of professional wrestling <sighs> that uh <laughs> that Hell we yeah. all we all meticulously watched this week <laughs> yeah um so 
Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, folks, I, I want to start with with Friday Night SmackDown, and obviously for our for our listeners, um, we we film this on a Thursday night every week. So when we uh, when we do so, Venetia's just having a uh, a light show over there. He's he's getting into a rave over there. You know. <laughs> You're going to give someone a seizure. Stop it. Um, so, so we film on Thursday night. So typically what we do is we, we start from Friday night SmackDown the week before. So in this case, we're starting with this Friday night SmackDown from October 9th. We work our way forward up through WWE NXT and AEW Dynamite. And uh, we talk about SmackDown. We talk about Raw. We talk about Impact. We talk about NXT and Dynamite. We don't talk about Dark particularly unless something really stood out to somebody that watched it. And... Uh, and we have not really gotten into the primetime live stuff, although it's starting to get a little more appealing. We might have to swap out some time that we do in the WWE. We'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. Sure. Um, Plus the live wrestling in a couple of weeks. We'll just do that one too. Why not? Dude? Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, it's cool. 20 minutes, very digestible YouTube uh, live wrestling. Go ahead. Oh, I love I your plugs. <laughs> your, your, your plugs are almost as smooth as Shawn Michaels for the WWE Network. I'm just going to put it out there. You know, it's, it's 999. $9.99. Okay, so let's talk a little bit of SmackDown here. Um, I, I want to get into it because I, honestly, I think that SmackDown has kind of been the highlight of WWE TV in the last couple of weeks. Um, it's certainly better than Raw. Raw is the bottom of the pile these, these last couple of weeks. And uh, I think it's very competitive with NXT, if not overtaking NXT. And I think that part of that, and we can get into this a little bit more in a, in a few moments when we get there um, right after the break, but, but SmackDown has a bunch of stars that aren't getting hurt all the time because they're working too snug right nxt's big you know big guys are all getting the crap kicked out of them because they're working such a snug style over there and uh and so it leads to a lot of lack of continuity in my from my perspective with nxt and i feel like we're getting that continuity on smackdown now with the shakeups that just happened uh with the with the draft which a lot of people complained about and some people didn't complain so much about um I think that that there's some wiggle room there. We might see some difference happening with you know, maybe a little bit more consistency on Raw. We'll see. Um, but let's talk what we saw on SmackDown. And I, I, you know, let's talk about the action and the draft as two separate things here. Um, the let's talk about the the elephant in the room, and I mean that because he looks like an elephant. Uh, Lars Sullivan coming coming back and. Um, it was funny. One of my, one of our followers on Twitter sent me a message on Twitter and said something a, a little bit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for on here? A little bit on the nose about Lars <laughs> Sullivan. And uh, he was like, is 400 days long enough for us to forget about the fact that he did X, Y, and Z. And I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, the WWE hopes so. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's really been, he was gone for 400 yeah. days, really? Yeah. 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 Wow. WWE forgets that the internet is forever. Yes. Like, it doesn't end. <laughs> yes. So, so, so tell me what you guys think. Uh, you know, and, and I'll go to our, our look. Our I just hope, first. I just hope, I just hope that they don't look through my bodybuilding forum uh, messages, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Amy, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I've never liked Lars. Like, especially when they, he, he debuted on the, or not even debuted, they had those stupid little vignettes for him, and they kept calling him the freak, the freak. And now, like, it's being shown that he's really a freak in real life, especially with the newest controversy. I don't know if you guys heard about the new stuff. Mm. Where he's, 
he's yeah, talking like yeah the fitness models and soliciting oh. pictures from them so yeah. yeah he just no when i whenever he's on the screen i'm just like no yeah and it seems like they're gonna try and push him hard again uh tyler what do you think man yeah, they're just, uh, to me, how they debuted him. That's all they're trying to do, repackage him, come out, be the monster, take care of people. But I want to see him actually do something in a match. I mean, when are we going to see that? That's going to be where you're going to see, well, are we really going to push this guy? See, that that's all I'm going to add because I'm like you. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of him. Could care less. Just mm-hmm. write him off the show. I'm going to be more, yeah, mm-hmm. just do it. Now, V. I'm going to go the other direction, guys. You know me. I'm of Mr. course you are. I missed yes. like a uh, controversy here. Look, uh, let's talk about Lars Sullivan um, as a wrestler. Alistair Black, that match, with the exception of a little bit of a screwy uh, ending, I thought was very, very good. His actual wrestling, I think, is very, very good. Do I am I quite partial to these big monster characters who come in and destroy people? Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, uh, partial to that kind of wrestling. Bias is the sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't. I don't like Bias people reining in on my ter- my territory. But that being said, you know, uh, wrestling wise, I think he's so interesting, and he's got that look. Um, you know, I think it's because he he had some sort of thyroid issue. He has a look that um, is really interesting. So he has some things that I think are salvageable. Now, the problem is, is we're in an era where it's kind of not, uh, no tolerance for that type of stuff. So he's got, I think, two strikes at least, you know, in, the, in that way. So I don't know how much longer, or how much more they're going to put up with it or how many more. I mm-hmm. guess that thing was pretty recent. But uh, in regards to actually wrestling, I'd love to wrestle him, you know. Um, and, and if he is going to get a push, he, he could be interesting, you know. We'll see. I, th- I think he'd like to wrestle you too sure of it <laughs> he'll, he'll tug on you a little bit you know tug on your beard old school he does have an old school villain character look like yeah. the monster oh he does it's, yeah yeah it's just yeah, like I, I i i'd be open to seeing more of them if it's just not squash patches every or just jumping people like right. I, I would like to see him in a match it's been so long since he's been in one so yeah that, can, that's true yeah i kind of see him as the, advantage too though like in a weird way like, because there is some interest. Like, can he still wrestle? He's been gone 400 days. It's ridiculous. Yeah, That's a long weird. Time. Yeah. Yeah, write um, him off the show. I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I kind of see him, and I know this is a really mean thing to say. I know it is. And I'm sorry because it's really offensive. Um, but he's kind of like the white great Kali to me. Not that and, offensive. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's offensive to the great Kali. I mean, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> So, so, you know, that's just, that's where I'm falling. Um, you know, that's, that's my opinion. I'm not going to say too much more about it because people don't really care what I have to say. Um, Sasha Banks, Bailey, the DQ finished leading to hell in a cell. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a, a, a great, I think, I thought it was a great way to get us to the women's hell in a cell match on the hell in a cell card. Because you know it's not going to happen on the raw side. They don't have consistent enough writing for it on the raw side. So this is this is the way that we get that at Hell in a Cell. And I think that this is the way that we this is the kind of the payoff we wanted. Um, but I don't think it's going to end here. I think it's going to continue to Survivor Series. I think it has to. I think that's when the big payoff has to happen. Um, so with that being said, I want to hear what you guys have to say about where this feud is going so far. I, I, v looks like he has something to to say about this one. Let's uh, let's go to our, our commercial break for just a minute. And then when we come back, 
we will talk all about Sasha Banks and Bailey from SmackDown because we're avoiding talking about Raw. We'll be right back here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. Wrestling fans, Coastal Championship Wrestling returns to the Music City on October 24th, live for Halloween Hardcore Heaven at Heliostrata in Nashville, Tennessee. Your huge main event is Sabu versus the neck break kid Alex Ocean. Go to Coastal Championship Wrestling FL.com and buy your tickets today. They're going fast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio. We are here on a Thursday night talking wrestling for you guys. And uh, we are talking about WWE SmackDown from this past week, October 9th. And V, you, uh, you have some stuff to say about Sasha Banks and Bailey here, man. Tell us. So you create, you create Hell in a Cell as a pay-per-view. Okay, Hell in a Cell needs to be the end of a big feud. So you actually line up these feuds pretty close. I think they turned on her a little late for this to be the ending of the feud. Like you, like you were saying, mm-hmm. needs to stretch out to Survivor Series. Here's my big problem. It's not a problem as much. It's, it's, it's this. Um, where are the heaters? So why do you need to have Bailey versus Sasha on SmackDown? Where are the henchmen? Where are the people that Sasha, um, sorry, that Bailey pays to go after Sasha? Like this is mm-hmm. wrestling mm-hmm. storytelling. You can actually have you can actually bring people up, but instead we're gonna see the actual match three, four, five times. A DQ, uh, we're gonna see it at Hell in a Cell, which is gonna have a scurry finish, someone under the ring or some whatever. Bailey's gonna get away, and Sasha's mm-hmm. finally gonna have her what to do in Survivor Series. But guess mm-hmm. what? Like they don't need to do that. They can spread that out, and and the they what they do is they um, expose certain um, lack of depth in their roster when they do. Uh, the match over and over and over and over again. But mm-hmm. that being said, SmackDown is great. I think the WWE is also in a uh, rebuilding phase. So, you know, maybe in the future they'll get back to it. But I think the things are a little off. That's my opinion. If you're mm-hmm. going to use Hell in a Cell, use it to finish your feud. Yeah, I agree. And I think part of that comes from the the most recent group of call-ups from NXT, which were really, if you think about it, just Zelina Vega and, um, and Shayna Baszler. Oh. And who? Bianca Belair and Bianca Belair. Belair is the only one that's really been successful, and that's and she's been called up the most recently. Yeah, Baszler and and Vega didn't really get over the way they wanted them to get over, and because of that, they didn't have a they didn't have a kickstand, right? right? Like they had people getting off the bike, but they didn't have a kickstand to keep it up off the ground. And, yeah. uh, and Shayna's Shayna's forty. I don't know what she's gonna do. I mean, if the kickstand's not there, I mean, yeah, you know, like uh, there's not a huge market for a forty five-year-old women in wrestling unfortunately you know what i mean right yeah. right no. so i, I agree it's with Moolah. you <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah yeah may <laughs> young giving birth to a yeah, hand it's funny that changed like Moolah was like 70 in wrestling and now like charlotte flair's uh freaking out every day because she's counting her gray hairs because she's counting her time left and she's like 34 yep. so it's yeah. hard man it's yep. <laughs> wrestling's a weird business it, it is it unique. is yeah. well yeah. let me let me ask you this you're a girl you tell what? us <laughs> a lot. What, do, what do you think about Bailey? Uh, sorry, Ted, you were going to kick it to her right? <laughs> or, the, or the mouth of the South. <laughs> uh, you're good, brother. Do we got to do? All right. You're a girl. Tell, tell us what you thought about the feud. Um, see, I, I have a special place in my heart for um, Sasha and Bailey, just cause I just love their NXT feud so much. And I wanted <laughs> them to have that good moment on uh, the main um, roster. But this one just seems like they're making it up as they go along right now. There is no long-term storytelling, I feel. Like, it just feels like every week they're throwing something. 
and I'm happy to see it. Like, are they going to be in a cell? I don't, I don't remember yeah. if they said it. Yeah, they will. I, I'm excited for that because Sasha Banks in a Hell in a Cell match is usually very good. Like, mm. she will flail her body in all different directions and make it look brutal as hell. But, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to get invested in because they, they were teasing it and then someone would turn and then, like, they would never have that blow-off match. And good now point. they're doing it, uh, I think, for, like, the third time now on the main roster trying to get this started. But I, I kind of agree with you, but I... I... I have a, there's a fundamental flaw in that argument. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and being the resident asshole on the show, that it's my job to point these things out. Um, so they, they went to start this thing and then COVID hit. And then they were like, yeah. okay, we're going to hold off until we get live audiences back. Because when COVID hit in March, everyone was yeah. like, listen, we're going to shut down for like a month. Everything's going to be cool. We're going to go back. The curve, we're gonna, guys, we're going to flatten the 10 days tops. We flatten the curve. Yeah, yeah, and, and then and then WrestleMania happened, which is where the blow off was gonna be, right. and you know that's where the payoff was gonna be for this thing. And they were like, "Well, we don't really want to pay this off. We know this is gonna be a money making feud. We don't want to pay it off, and there's no one here to to see it, exactly. right?" And and so now, I mean, with the announcement, I think it was yesterday or today that live events for WWE for like the touring live events, house shows, mm-hmm. aren't kicking back off until 2022. Yeah, you know wow. they're only what? doing te- they're only doing television until 2022. Wow, think about that Goodness. for a second, right? A long time. Talk about the hit that's happening right now, right? So yeah. if if that's the case, now they're starting to be like, listen, we can't hold off on paying off these feuds anymore, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we're getting McIntyre, Orton. That's why we're getting Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio, and on a consistent basis because they want those money feuds to take over and guys. And I think I think you have to look at the silver lining, Ted. That means we're gonna see it finally. Roman Reigns and Bill Goldberg will finally get paid off. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen. So if that happens, it'll be all worth it, guys. Tyler called it before the show. We can finally, we can finally pay it off. I knew it was. (laughs) Tyler called it before the show. He said, "How long is it gonna take?" I'm prophetic, man. I'm telling you. Sorry, sorry, Ted. Continue, but yeah, that's dude. I didn't even hear that. You just broke my heart on on. You know, on the air, that's horrible. That's a, it. Was I'm like sorry. today they announced, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't hear it. That, sucks, right? bro. Yeah, that's bad. It's and I think bad. wasn't SummerSlam supposed to be in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they were also waiting for oh, that. Sasha in Boston so against Bailey. I, mean, mm-hmm. I was actually yeah. at the Brooklyn uh, match live. Like it was wonderful, and I would love to see that again on the main roster. But mm. we have to remember they're like five years older too. Like they're yep. they're yeah. not that young anymore. They were yep. so good and so young at the time. Like Sasha was like twenty three, twenty four, yeah. and mm-hmm. Bailey was probably twenty nine. And now you know you, there yeah. is a time but, limit. You know you can't wrestle forever unless. But, but I would also argue or that Bill Goldberg. <laughs> I hate you. I I would also argue that Bailey is a better wrestler now that she's calmed oh, down yeah. her style than she was during that NXT feud. Whereas I think that Sasha is kind of on that same level because she was already at a higher level than Bailey was at that point. I would say, mm-hmm. um, I, I would say that Sasha's kind of plateaued at that level because she's been in and out so much right and her title runs none of them had any held any water because she lost them in the first defense every time so she never had an opportunity to let the belt and we've talked about this on the show before does the does the wrestler elevate the belt or does the belt elevate the wrestler right she never had the opportunity to let the belt elevate her and push her to be better she never had the chance whereas Mm -hmm. bailey in this 
360 day plus reign. Now she has had that opportunity. The belt has pushed her to elevate her game because she's had it for so long. And this is what long reigning champions do. They either get better and they sell and they put asses in seats or they don't get the belt anymore. Right. So, and that's what they're starting to realize about the Miz. They're starting to realize that the Miz was putting asses in seats, even though they weren't seeing it that way at the time. And so now that's why I think that this whole thing with him and Morrison on Raw is going to turn into a payoff feud between the two of them. And then Miz is going to go on and win another championship before he calls it a day. Because I think he's going to call it a day soon. We'll get into that more on a different show. Um, I do want to, I, I want to, you know, we're spending a lot of time on SmackDown here. We have yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, any, any huge moves in the draft from Sunday or from Friday or Monday for that matter um, that anyone was really shocked by? Because I wasn't really shocked by much of anything. Nah. Uh, not, not really. I'm shocked at the picks that weren't picked. Yeah. You know, that's, one, that's one, one guy in particular, like uh, uh, one dominating, bald, uh, uh, formerly, you know, uh, long streak, undefeated gentleman was not picked. <laughs> and, no. Uh, Seth Rollins moving to SmackDown was the one thing that was kind of like, oh, that's interesting because he had so much going on um at raw um but you know i guess just freshen it up a little bit it all seemed a little uh predictable yeah agreed agreed um brock lesnar's an official free agent which is interesting too i guess yes that, that's an you know that'd be a guy to, to draft <laughs> he wasn't well he wasn't even in the draft pool right because he's he's not under contract right now yeah but, um, yeah, but that's what yeah, paul Heyman said that and uh it's funny uh on the investor call not investor call it was just a media call because mm-hmm. there's no investors in AEW, but um, Tony Khan spoke about Brock Lesnar like he was, um, you know, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, he spoke about him very highly, so mm-hmm. that would be interesting, you know. It would be. It would be. I um, I really liked Mickey James's tweet after she didn't get drafted, where she was like, "I have more career title wins than." Boom! Like she she rattled off like six or seven names of guys that got drafted. <laughs> and like one <laughs> and she was like i have more career title wins than all these guys put together wow. <laughs> but yeah. i didn't get drafted like screw you i think i think we should draft mickey james to this podcast i think that would be <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> maybe she'll bring the champ with her too you know yeah, and yeah, it'll, that'd champ. be cool that'd yeah, be cool. goldberg <laughs> oh, I, you're, you're talking Goldberg. I, I oh thought, man, I thought Aldis. you were talking about. I thought you were talking about Goldberg. You're talking about Nick Aldis. Oh, okay. Talking about Nick yeah. Aldis. Yeah, awesome. someone, who, someone who can actually wrestle. Yeah, it was weird seeing them finally pull the trigger on like quasi splitting up the new day. That, mm-hmm. that was a weird moment. Yeah. I thought I never thought in a million years they would do that. So I don't know if I believe it or not, but most, of, but every time I listen to a WWE wrestler or a former WWE wrestler in an interview, when they talk about the draft, they say they don't actually know where they're going until they hear it on the air. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, for the first time, I, I never believed it, never believed it. I was like, ah, that's bullshit. Right. But when I saw the new day's reaction in the ring, yeah. when that happened, I was like, mm, maybe it's true. Yeah. Maybe it's true because Big E legit looked like somebody, you know, stole his goddamn lunch money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like it, 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 he looked pissed. He looked yeah. very pissed. Well, so if, if that's the truth, I mean, uh, I know for at least Jim Ross says that he didn't know he was sent to SmackDown. So mm-hmm. he was having a fit on the air and he said that was genuine. And I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, no one's ever told me uh, otherwise, but that's a great way to get that guttural emotional reaction. You know, it's a little mm-hmm. weird. 
But at the end of the day, you're a professional wrestler, and I'm pretty sure the paychecks coming next Friday, whether you're on SmackDown or on Raw. So it's like, you know, suck it up. And um, But maybe they said, hey, react like how you feel, you know. Uh, Big E should be happy because Big E is probably going to get a title push at some point, you know. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. who I'd be upset? I'd be upset if I was um, Xavier Woods, you know. Yeah. Okay. So that's who I would be upset. So, all right. So I want to talk about Raw in a different way than we usually talk about these shows. Um, I only really felt like there were there was one really positive moment on Raw for me, and that was um, The Fiend and Alexa Bliss's double Sister Abigail moment because it was perfectly synchronized. Oh, yeah. um, and, and it just, it, it really progressed them being on the new show, and I felt like that was important. Um, you know, but the rest of the show, I just felt, I felt like it was very disjointed. And so there are two people in particular that I want to talk about here. I want to talk about Elias and I want to talk about um, Lana. Okay. Because I, I personally, I I was actually invested in in Elias up until he had that moment with the rock. And when the rock buried him right off the bat, I was like, okay, this guy's not actually going anywhere because he didn't get the rub from the rock. It was just a, Hey, screw you. You know what I mean? It would be different if he got the rub and he didn't get that. Um, And I feel like that, that Lana has been buried so much because Miro went over to AEW. Um, I, I don't know that either of them are salvageable. And so we've got, we've got some great wrestling minds uh, sitting around the table, as it were, here. And I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Do you think that Elias and or Lana are salvageable at this point to be something that could be, uh, you know, a, a, an actual competitor that people would take seriously? Like, Lana has a title shot next week, you know, yeah. because she won that battle royal. Um, you know, I, I can never see Lana winning a, a women's championship in the WWE. So do you think that they are a viable competitor and do you, uh, do you think they're salvageable without having to do a repackage? I'm going to put that out there. Okay. I'm going to send this one to, uh, to Tyler first. Cause I haven't gone to him first yet tonight. Oh, that's fine. No, you know what? I, I think Lana and Lice will be fine because I think the Jeff Hardy uh, storyline makes sense. You know, when he mentioned that in that interview, that tied in at least that, that's what mm-hmm. I like about it. At least if you're going to be committed to a storyline, you know, at least keep it those ingredients, those elements to it. So I think Elias is, you know, going to be fine because that guitar shot caught me off guard. They, they did really well with that. I like the feud. Hardy's the kind of guy that can, you know, really push him. And Lana, I'm, I agree with you, Ted. I don't think he, she's going to be a champion. But I think they're actually pushing her in some ways. You, you may think of it burying her, but I don't know. It was clever the way she did Natalia because she was not happy with her. They were splitting up, and mm-hmm. she had Lacey Evans, and she thought she won it. And what do you know? That may build up a few there between Natalia and Lana. You know, they were so tied. So there's so many ways you can you can do these feuds. I, I just look at it a little bit differently. But I, I definitely think you all made some valid points about it. Okay. Amy, what do you think? I agree with him on the Elias point. I think uh, the fact that they're tying in that interview and everything like that, I think it, it, I, with the right booking, he could be salvageable. Mm-hmm. Lana, not so much. It's hard to forget the whole Bobby Lashley Rusev thing at the beginning of the year and like how they made her look and everything and how they've made her look since she split up with Rusev the first time. Mm -hmm. They've just never made her look like an actual competitor and her in-ring work isn't like making it any better. Like she, Mm -hmm. she's good. Like obviously she's good enough to be on the WWE, but like when she's against someone like Asuka, who should like, if you think about she's going to die, like Mm -hmm. that's, that's how that's going to, it's going to be Asuka lock done. 
Yeah. So it's just, it's hard to see her as a competitor in the women's division, but she's a great manager. She's not a great wrestler. Agreed. Okay. Big V. Guys, you guys are so wrong. You have no idea. Lana is one of the nicest people in the entire world. <laughs> um, yeah, she's so nice. Uh, and also she is really trying. That's the thing. Like she really got a lot of, stuff thrown at her pretty quickly she had to learn to wrestle when she was already on television she was given uh, uh told to go and do a russian accent and do that whole thing pretty much on the fly she knocked it out of the park everything was going her direction and then they came to her and said we want you to wrestle and she really did try her absolute best she lives in nashville her and her husband are sweethearts they're good people and they don't deserve to be bashed like this amy and tyler <laughs> Sorry. Ridiculous. She's hey, trying boy. her absolute best. And she's, I mean, she's, they're doing the best. And, and uh, is she going to be like Rick Steamboat, like uh, uh, in a week? No, no. But you know what? The, you have to be, sometimes you're given what, you know, if she was still that Russian, um, um, you know, Rocky four character, uh, I think she would have a lot more momentum than she has right now. But that being said, she did what was told of her. So stop bashing her, Amy. I'm so I'm disappointed. <laughs> no. I've never heard sorry. such I, a bigger I, suck up than you. Oh. Not at all. No, she's in, she, no, but, but to be honest, like uh, the few, the, look, the, the handful, the handful of conversations that I've had with Lana in my life, she is a very like, she is very like, she's trying her absolute best and she's mm-hmm. not exactly treated as nicely as she should be in my opinion. Oh no, absolutely. Oh, I, 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 not I by fans. I just mean yeah. people in general, Agreed. like they're like, oh, here, yeah, get in the yeah, ring. Yeah, no. get, here, get in the ring, learn, you know, like, Imagine, you know, she's taking her first bumps and then she's like, okay, you're going to be in the Royal, the women's, you know, Royal Rumble a couple months later. It's really hard. Yeah. Who does she think she yeah, is? Goldberg? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's right. the women's Goldberg now. <laughs> they just you needed a push, daddy. All right. Go ahead. All right. We have some news we want to break in the show. Tyler got engaged down in Panama City. Tell oh. us about it. Did it? I, uh, not really. No. I was, uh, I was trying my Tinder profile. Didn't work out too good. So there you go. Spoiler, listen, yeah. Listen, spoiler. Look, the mouth. Venetius, look, Venetius the is going to get you married at the I, next wrestling show. That's what actually. That's what I was about that. to say. I was going to say we need to do just a quick like, Amy. What does what does the mouth of the South need to do to get more Tinder matches? To do, I said this. I said, look, he's a good Christian boy, so he needs to branch out. Go meet some. Uh, uh, go to some other churches. You know, do do some. Uh, um, you know, helping out in some other places, meet some nice Christian girls. That's what you got to do, right? Put yourself in the right spots. Yeah. Christian Mingle. ChristianMingle.com. There you go. Hey, Plenty of now. fish. Yeah, that's true. There, there's those. I've just been a little weary of those because, you know, it's like those Twitter girls that go, oh, man, you you look nice and it's a guy in prison. You know, <laughs> that's kind of my thing. It's really Venetia sitting in a closet <laughs> <Yeah>. going, uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what really I'm doing Venetia's when I'm on the show, guys. With, you don't see my fingers, but I'm the Goldberg <laughs> of catfishing. Oh, God. I'm 120 <laughs> and 0, daddy. Hey, hey we're going to do an episode where it's Venetia's on the keyboard, and he's like, hey, Tyler, I got you. You're oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was me the whole time, you know? Thanks for the thousands of dollars you spent over the years. <laughs> I knew Tyler's been paying my phone bill for the last six months. You guys didn't even know about it. That's how you get the money out of it. Hey, 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 daddy, I'm I'm short this month. Can you send me 60 bucks? I don't think so. You've done revealed what you're doing. I'm I'm not doing it now. You broke my heart. He's outsmarted you again. It was so, but like Tyler, you're so easy to fool. I didn't even have to change the name of my cash app. <laughs> Why do I keep saying I'm so gullible? Thought it was 
Uh, I thought it was Lana from the WWE. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's let's okay, get the, well, let's, let's get back, back on the rails here a little bit. Um, uh, Impact has been a pretty consistently, you know, B plus A minus show for the past two months. Uh, ever, ever really since uh since what what was it Slammiversary earlier this year when they had all the reveals from the people from WWE and that's when Doc you know that's when Anderson and Gallows came in and um some really solid stuff happening here. Um, two things that really stand out to me about the show, uh, the Moose EC3 angle just in general is going so well. And what we got this week on impact with uh, Moose finally getting his belt back from EC3. He, uh, we got a little bit of color from EC3 in the, in the, it was like a cinematic set, you know, segment and impact does a really great job of filming these cinematic segments. They do a much better job of it than AEW does. Okay. If we're just going to be, if we're going to go tit for tat, that's, that's kind of just how it goes. Um, you know, and, and so I feel like that that is a that's a segment that's worth watching. You know, Eric Young being a world champion coming right back in, it really smells like old TNA to me. And uh that bothers me a little bit, but it's worth watching because he's so good at what he does. And um and the 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 Jordan Grace uh Tennille Dashwood feud that's going on right now is incredible absolutely incredible so i'm looking for you know just maybe maybe some insights some things that you're seeing that you're seeing happen in aew that you find to be positives or negatives just in general we don't have to just talk about this show uh but let's try and keep our comments short because we do want to before we have to go to the next segment here uh i do want to just touch on wednesday night wrestling here because there was a lot that happened in wednesday night wrestling as well uh let's send it to uh let's send it to our guest amy first here and you said aew right so Impact. Okay. Impact. Mm. One thing I've noticed, like, especially the last couple of weeks, since the, what was it, Talking Shop Mania? What, mm-hmm. what was the Gallows and Anderson thing? Mm-hmm. I love this version of Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Like, they seem so relaxed. They seem like more themselves, and they're not afraid to just say, like, like I don't want to say off colored things, but just like, they just say things that you know WWE would be like, no, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I've been listening to them on podcasts and everything. They just seem so much happier. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I've been noticing. Like I haven't been able to delve too much into impact, but I watch like the highlights and I've just mm-hmm. been seeing like mo- most of their stuff. And it's just, it's been very enjoyable and I can't wait to watch uh talk and shop mania again. Uh, I think it's next or is it this Friday, Saturday or next Saturday? Uh, I, don't I don't think know. it's not this Saturday. It's not next Saturday because next Saturday is bound for glory. Yeah, that, I know it's on CCW's TV. Halloween Hardcore Heaven. Yeah, that's They'll true. Have Francisco Siazzo and Paul yeah. Lee, who are also on Talking Chopper Mania. So yeah. I hope they're yeah. not on the same night. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> Screw our advertising up, Daddy. Yeah, but that's, that, that's one thing I've definitely noticed. Got it. Yeah, I mean that's that's a really great point, Tyler. Let me send it up to you, brother. Hey, I really tell you what I enjoy about Impact. You talked about their women's division. Uh, Perazzo and uh, Kylie Ray really love this. Mm-hmm. I, I think this whole mm-hmm. angle and match is going to be great. I'm really impressed with Kylie Ray, I think. And of course, Deanna Perazzo, I think that's going to be just off the hook. What a great match that's going to be between yeah. those two for the Knockouts title. Yeah, I agree. And they, they offered Perazzo a, uh, a full time contract just recently. Oh, cool. Awesome. Which, is, which is really cool. You know, they, yes. they don't, a lot of times they keep those guys on kind of, you know, month to month type things, but they, they gave her a, uh, I think it was like a two year deal or something like that, which is really awesome for her. 
Um, congratulations. Yeah, happy for her. Uh, all that means is that she got offered a contract by AEW. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, here, you know, here's it. But, but actually the point that I was going to make real quickly was impact consistently has a better women's division than AEW consistently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so they're, you know, you know, WWE obviously tops them all, but impacts there. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and I, I disagree with Amy wholeheartedly. This whole, like, you know, like, you know, sex Ferguson, you know, smelly hoot, stinky hoot, stinky heat, all that stuff. I mean, funny doesn't draw money, right? Get to, let us know, Cornette. Mouth of the South. Let us know. Hey, I, I can I can draw the heat if you need it. Okay? <laughs> funny don't draw money. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I love funny don't draw money. Things. Funny don't draw money. I remember The Rock doing yeah. a comedy concert in the middle of Monday Night Raw. And the ratings were like the highest they'd been in that year of Raw. Sure, but if had The Rock done that in late 1996, there's difference. Like, uh, uh, had The Rock done a concert in the middle of the ring, uh, goofing off, and he was just about to take off, uh, you know, he would never have taken off. If Steve Austin was doing the what before he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, he would never became Stone Cold Steve Austin. So you have to kind of like, you know, yeah, there's some funny moments. Santino Morella is a funny guy, but I never bought a ticket for Santino Morella. Uh, That's true. You know what I mean? So it, you I shut your dirty it mouth. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Santino does? You offended Tim. You shut your dirty mouth. All right. It's... All right. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about AEW. It's coming for you, brother. All <laughs> I, I right. want to talk. I, I want to talk about 1997. And um... yes. Well, we got to get to Wednesday first. Okay. Here. Wednesday. Yeah, so, so tell me, folks, who do you think had the better Wednesday night show this week? Was it NXT? Was it AEW? Give me one reason why, and uh, and let's let's dive into this. Let's start with the uh, the closer. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to big man first here. Venetius, what do you got, brother? It was impact because sorry, it was uh, <laughs> it was AEW because um, you know they put out all the stops with so pay per view quality type of show. I know NXT always tries to um, counter. Uh, one weird thing is, man, Kenny Omega. I'm I'm still waiting for the cleaner. Right, where's the cleaner? But overall, uh, and how about the Archer? <laughs> you know, you can't be a big monster uh, uh, and go to AEW. I guess that's just what you know they they. They are what they are, but uh, um, point being is a uh, still AEW wins. But we need the cleaner. Put Kenny somewhere. Put Kenny on Impact, and I'll watch Impact every week. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler, let's go to you. Uh, I'm going to have to go with NXT. I, I think just because match quality. Uh, you know, Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory to me delivered. Austin Theory is going to be a champion one day. You know, I, I know Ted. You've not been a little bit unhappy about the the heel turn of Gargano but mm. as far as you know working in the match and then that tag team match come on you had Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish versus uh Lorican and Birch that was off the hook man I, I just think AEW's got great matches and great angles but NXT just they deliver when it comes to the athletic mm. competition the storytelling yeah. in the ring for me so I'm going okay. to NXT yeah all right Amy I agree with Tyler over like match quality on NXT, but I have to give it to AEW just because Eddie Kingston every week for me steals the mm. show. And that final segment of him choking on John Moxley, yeah, it makes me want to watch next week. I yeah. want to see where this goes, and I'm so happy they reignited that feud. And I can't wait for the impending I Quit match that him and John Moxley are going to have, and I'm going to love every minute of it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Oh, and awesome. that's something that AEW does a lot better than the WWE, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they want, they make you want to watch next week 
more. And, and, but frankly, I don't even think that they're the best in the business at that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that impact is the best in the business at that right now, because mm-hmm. every time they're giving you just enough, the storylines are consistent week to week. They're super consistent. And then they leave you on a cliffhanger for almost everything. And it's like, okay, well maybe it'll get resolved next week. And that's what we all fell in love with, with wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. We fell yes. in love with that ability and this will lead us nicely into our conversation about 1997. Um, during that time in the, in the Attitude Era, that's what we were getting. We never knew what was going to happen next. We always wanted to tune in. It was must-see TV. And, and we had to go and find out what was going to happen because there was no DVR. What were you going to do? Stick a, v, stick a VHS into the VCR and press record for Nitro? I mean, you weren't going to do it. You wanted to watch it live. Um, yeah. Especially because it's a weekly live show, it made you feel like you had to be there to do it. But I'll tell you what, folks, we're going to take one final break here. We're going to go listen to one more commercial about Halloween. Halloween Hardcore Heaven. Halloween Hardcore Heaven here. Like, share, uh, subscribe. And, uh, and when we come back, we're going to pick our winner of the week, and we're going to talk about who had the better 1997 and this is something uh, I'm pretty excited to hear what all everyone has to say on the show. Who had the better 1997? Was it WCW? Was it WWF? You tell us in the comments below. Tell us if you think anyone is right or wrong. Tell us why. Just keep the comments semi-respectful unless it's for Venetius and you can cuss them out all you want. And uh, let's let's hit the, the break. Wrestling fans, Coastal Championship Wrestling returns to the Music City on October 24th. Live for Halloween Hardcore Heaven at Helio Strata in Nashville, Tennessee. Your huge main event is Sabu versus the next break kid, Alex Ocean. Go to Coastal Championship Wrestling FL.com and buy your tickets today. They're going fast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I am here. I am Ted, and I'm with my co-hosts, Tyler, and the Brazilian giant, Venetius, and, and our guest in this week, Amy Veronica. And uh, we are going to have a little bit of a debate here, okay? Mm. And, and I feel like we're going to be in two pretty solid camps here, okay? But uh, we're talking about who had the better 1997. You know, Venetius and I did this 1998 draft last week and i don't know if, if either of you guys got to, got to hear that draft um i actually gave my i gave the list to a couple of people and they were like man venetius really got the solo stars but your tag division is balls deep and it was like well what you're saying is i'm aew then and he's nxt <laughs> you know so so i don't know we're, we're gonna have to post those lists up at some point and yeah, get people yeah. to vote on them um but let's talk 1997. Let's talk about the, the really, it was, it was, you know, 96 was kind of the genesis of the Attitude Era for, for professional wrestling. The NWO started in 96. Uh, what was that? At Bash at the Beach? Was that Bash yeah, at the Beach? Yeah, it was Bash at the Beach. Um, and then, you know, and then we had the, the formation of Degeneration X kind of as a response. The click was saying, oh, we're going to take over wrestling in the North and the South. And we're going to, you know, they were all kind of doing their thing and sending messages to each other on the camera. And, uh, as a result, we got some pretty damn good wrestling <laughs> in 1997. Um, I am personally of the belief that WCW was still the dominant force in 97. Um, the NWO was still blazing hot at that point. Um, we were starting to get to the Wolfpack Hollywood split, and we, we kind of got into that a little bit. We started seeing the dissension in the ranks. Uh, it kept the NWO fresh. 
we had Sting walking around looking like a crow. Um, you know, we had that was the year that uh, that it was announced that Brett was going to WCW. Right. And that with that, that brought a lot of viewers to WCW because people were like, oh, Brett's going to be just as awesome there. It turns out he wasn't, but we didn't find that out until later. Right. Um, yeah. And most importantly, Venetius's favorite person, Bill Goldberg, might have been the hottest thing in wrestling in 1997. He was still undefeated. He didn't get defeated until 98 with the cattle prod. Um, you know, I think that that WCW just had the whole had the whole shebang at that point. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Amy. Amy, what do you, what do you think? Who had the better 1997? See, all right. So bear with me because, like I said, born in ninety. He was born in ninety two. You yeah, were five. So I, was, I was five years old. <laughs> so looking back on it, my I have to go with WWF just because you had the Montreal Screwjob and it literally mm. shifted the entire industry and like uh, i will give wcw credit they had the better roster and they were winning the monday night war in 1997 Mm -hmm. but when you had the montreal screw job and vince mcmahon became that character it sent shock waves all the way through the wrestling industry and and that's that's literally where the the tides turned in the war Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I have to give it to WWF just because they had that one moment where it's just like all of a sudden knocked everything off its hinges. Okay. All right. Venetius. Actually, uh, 1997, I would declare the winner me. I was 11 years old and I had made out with the first girl I ever did, Candice Rodriguez, if you're out there somewhere. Um, no, the real winner was, was the WWF. WCW had a, a, a great roster, of course. Uh, they were coming in for the um, uh, uh, NWO was coming in hot. And you hit, you hit it right in the head. You had Sting. I love the Sting angle. Obviously, mm-hmm. I love the Sting angle. But here's the problem with WCW. This problems kind of started to creep up in 97 uh, that were later to basically kill the company. You have Super Brawl in February, Hogan, Piper. Uh, Piper beats Hogan, but it's not for the title. It's stuff like that that just didn't make any sense at all. Mm. Obviously, you had uh, uh, in Tupelo, Mississippi, at uh, Spring Stampede, you had uh, one of the best feuds of all time where Diamond Dallas Page beats Randy Savage. He gets made in 97. All good things. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is it's all one step forward, two step back. Mm-hmm. You know, you had uh, guy like football players like Kevin Green come in. Uh, uh, then all of a sudden Dennis Rodman's there. It was just becoming too distracting. You had that weird title switch with Luger on Raw. Hogan comes back and wins it. It just was too um, manic. You mean Nitro. Nitro, sorry. It was just too kind of manic. Like mm. Piper's here, Piper's gone. Piper wins, it's not for the title. Uh, you did have the, the rise of Goldberg, but that was kind of, you know, uh, a slow brew you know that really didn't didn't hit strong until 98 mm-hmm. um but but you also have i think one of the biggest mistakes ever and that's uh where uh, uh the the fast count that was never a fast count you took sting for a year a year he was in the rafters like i was dying to finally see sting every time sting comes he's with the baseball bat he's he's knocking out the nwo and the way that they structured that match in Starcade is just Hogan just beats him, beats him, beats him. It's all heat. It's barely any shine. He gets maybe two and a half minutes of shine. Uh, uh, he cuts him off. He does a bunch of heat. And then Hogan hits the leg drop and wins fair and square. So, yeah, they set up a great year of wrestling, but they couldn't pay it off. Uh, mm. And then you have Bret Hart who had just come over from, from WWF saying, I got screwed. 
I got screwed. But then he goes in and he screws Hogan out of a belt and they never pay it off one-on-one. Sorry, WCW. You can have a great year, but that was just like, man, the, 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 the ball was on the tee and they, they whiffed it. Remember when you were mm. in, in T-ball? Now let's look at the other side. Yes. You have a big problem in the WWF in early 1997. Shawn Michaels loses his smile. You have the uh, heel turn that wasn't. Everybody is uh, 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 cheering for Sid, I guess, since the end of 96. You know, Michaels uh, uh, starts off that year. Uh, he loses his smile. You have uh, They're playing hot potato with the title. All those things, bad things. But here's what you do have. You have the real, the real ascent of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It happens mm-hmm. in 97. Of course, he paid it off in 98 with the match with Foley, Undertaker, Kane, blah, 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 blah. But the real ascent was that heel Stone Cold. If you really go back and you watch um, early 97, that Stone Cold was red hot. He could have beat the – I mean, he didn't beat the Undertaker in, in May, but had he beaten the Undertaker in May that year in their main event, you know, it could have been something special. But he had those matches with Brett. You have Undertaker, and then you have Shawn Michaels coming back, and Amy hit it right in the head. Vince McMahon was like a meerkat – in the corner, he's a meerkat. He's like, he's done. Like he's telling, he's telling Bret Hart he's going to become a regional promotion. Do I think he believed it? No, he's a businessman, right? Uh, um, he's he's like a, a a caged animal, and he just is ready to explode. And at the end of that year, it's exactly what he did. So I have to give the edge because you get Stone Cold, you get that stuff, and you you see you see WCW had a setup, and they whiffed. And the WWF 97 is a setup and they hit a freaking grand slam that made them a billion dollar company. So Ted and Tyler, I'm disappointed in your choice of WCW. Uh, uh, and for How are you going to spoil Tyler's reasons. pick, man? How are you going to spoil Tyler's pick? Uh, that's okay. I'm, I'm he's the mouth of the he's, South. He's like, this, guy, this guy, this guy, no. like uh, this guy wakes up in the morning and starts, you know, he's, he starts commenting about the NWA. Of course, Tyler was going to, what are you going to pick Tyler? You're going to pick WWF. <laughs> Hey, I, I like WWE, but hey, I'm a Southern guy, so I enjoy the Memphis wrestling. Get, yeah. Hey, listen, he's going to bury me. I'm not surprised. But listen, WCW, the reason I picked it is because of uh, the storylines. It's the surprise. And, you know, I was not just NWO. How about the Cruiserweights? Now, they introduced a Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, got to admit, Rey Mysterio, only mm. knew him by WCW, didn't know Great him prior. So that introduced me. And uh, we can't forget about that. Because WCW was right that momentum, I agree. They they made mistakes, a lot of booking decisions, but that's what I liked. And DDP to me is underrated. I was a Sting fan, but there's no denying DDP was evolving, coming to his own more than just that manager and gimmick. He was proving, like you said, Macho Man uh, working with all these big opponents, and they were building him. He sh- he should have beat Hogan in '97. Yeah, he after should've. he beat yeah. Savage, even I think maybe because he was an older guy. But right. had they done that instead of Luger, I think they placated Luger. Yeah, they placated sure. Luger when it should have been Savage. Savage won the title there. He might be. I'm sorry, should have been uh, DDP. As DDP wins the title there. He might, you know, he might be doing a, a WrestleMania every once in a while still. Yeah, I, I he agree. He a jerk in the curtain in a tag match on AEW a year ago, you know? You know, well, let, let me ask you this. Was, uh, was Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman in that tag match? Was that 97? It, yes, that's mid-97. Yeah, I mean, th- you have to admit, that's probably the best celebrity match that's out there. D'Angelo Williams. And- What's that? D'Angelo Williams in TNA. He no. had a great match. He had no. a great match. Stop it. Stop it. 
<laughs> you're you are Dave literally <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. wcw champion come on oh, i okay, actually watched right. that no carl malone carl malone was wonderful and and rodman i mean rodman could do like a scoop slam and tie up that's all he learned how to do but he was still so interesting the worm's so interesting I'm but, but malone guy. really put the work in the yeah. mailman yeah. really you know for pun intended the mailman delivered yeah. in that match yeah. um, <laughs> You know, he, he, I think he did some really nice things, but anyway. Oh, there was one thing. There's one thing that I wanted to, I forgot to say, sorry. Cause I, I spoke the whole show uh, in 1997. Here's something that's missing today that existed in 97. Okay. So um, yeah. Kayfabe number one <laughs> and number two, the only big jump from WWE to AEW has been Moxley. Everyone else has been kind of like, okay, whatever. Like Miro is pretty big, mm. but back in 97, it yeah. could be any time anybody rick rude can go um lex luger can show up it was that feeling of like ooh, like who's gonna like who's gonna yeah. go this week and even i was like yeah. 10 yep. years old i would read this indian news wrestling site and they and i would read like hulk hogan was seen in a lobby in salt lake city and vince mcmahon was in the same city like that stuff was blowing my mind like every i had to watch because that and I don't feel that way anymore. I know that Seth Rollins is not going to show up to AEW next week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that uh, um, AJ Styles is not going anywhere. So that's very different. And that made things so interesting in 97. It doesn't exist now. I agree. But I disagree that it doesn't exist at all now because that's what got impact on this major re, you know, resurgence in the, last, in the last four or five months sure. because they, they played on that big time going into slam anniversary with that promo yeah. with the commercial about all the releases you know and, and you, so you're dead right i mean that's something that we're missing on a regular basis now but i don't think it's dead impact is still doing it and that's just another reason why i think impact is one of the top tier shows in wrestling right now shout right up there, to, with, to right up there with the live wrestling shout out to chase stevens mm-hmm. scott demore we love you you know, oh, right, yeah. right after a live wrestling, it's, it's, it's probably the exactly. second best show. We're, we're the lead in to impact. There you go. If you just go to uh, uh, YouTube, type in coastal championship wrestling, subscribe to a live wrestling, and then you can watch us right before impact on yep. Twitch or wherever you watch it. Yeah. And it works yep. on your, on your refrigerators, your, your smart dryers, whatever you watch. It on. That's right. That's right. All right, my friends, my listening audience, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of rewind wrestling radio. Tell us who you think had the best uh, 1997. Do you think it was WCW? Do you think it was WWF? I mean, heck, I mean, you could even throw an EC dub in there, but I don't think that they were really competing. I'll leave that up to my, to my hardcore Philly people. Okay. Um, but let us know in the comments below, hit us up. Remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. You can find us at, at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T for our guest Tyler or our guest Amy and for my co-hosts Tyler and the Brazilian giant Venetius thank you so much for joining us here on Rewind Wrestling Radio Amy it's been a pleasure having you all right my friends thank you so much go check out a live wrestling for Coastal Championship Wrestling and folks we will catch you next time